What's going on? There's something. There's something different here. Is it yeah. the hair? Is it the hair? Yes, I, I. It's grown another eighth of an inch. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Popcorn and Coffee. Uh, we're here in a new set. Look at this. Isn't this incredible? This is this is amazing. Colin put this together for us. Who? I don't know if uh, I'll just go ahead and share. Isn't on camera at this point anymore because of the changes we're still in the middle of changes but he is on mic colin yeah. how are you i'm doing good there's only so many cameras available right now but i'll be back eventually we're gonna make it work yeah jay how are you i'm, I'm fantastic this these is, chairs are comfy yes yes we got nice new we cups. got new cups the jawa's got a permanent resting place yeah resting place he's still resting <laughs> he now rests in peace he's got a, he's got a place he's got his place we'll get him a coffin so I don't even know I don't even okay. know what to talk about because this is all so yeah. new and so different. Like look, we have blue we lights have? and we have what do we do on this? What do we do? This? We talk about structural design. Yes, that's right. And these walls. Colin went to the Redwoods and cut <laughs> these down. Anyways. We got some trailers. Let's just jump right into it, I guess. Okay. You're looking very snazzy today, by the way. Oh, thank you. I just well yeah. Trailers. Black Panther trailer. Uh, just do the other one with it, uh, the Mario trailer. Yeah. And let's just talk about those two and then we can talk about the other one. Okay. Did you watch them? No. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Discussion over. Yeah. I watched the, the Black Panther one. Yeah. Um, I'm still excited about it. I'm still pumped. Comes out in November. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Did it look less like a James Cameron film? This trailer? Compared to the original. They're very similar. There is some... It's like between Avatar 2, Black Panther, and that movie... Um, what was it called? It's got Viola Davis and it just came out. Woman King. Okay. Woman King is what it was. And it's about a tribe in Africa. Okay. And so it's very Black Panther-esque. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of people are actually confusing the trailers. I'm like, I don't think it's a coincidence. They kind of came out at the same time. But no, I'm excited for it. I guess there was an article that had come out, and uh, I don't. I think it was Ryan Coogler who was saying you're going to be surprised at who the Black Panther is in this. Like almost, it's not who you think it is. So that's exciting. You don't think they like use like, uh, like the face swap stuff? And I think it's Chadwick Boseman too. Still, I no, mean, it's not. You don't think they did? Okay. No, they released uh. In this trailer, there's a lot more footage of the actual Black Panther. Okay. And you can tell it's a woman. Oh, okay. A lot leaner, a lot, yeah. You can tell it's a, okay. it's a different person. And a lot of people were always just, okay, was it Shuri who was his sister, or is it the other woman who was his girlfriend, mm -hmm. I guess? Is it one of the two of them? It may not be either one of them. What's the late, who's the bald lady that's, where's the, uh... The bald lady. Oh. The guard lady. Yeah. That would be cool. The Walking Dead girl. Yeah. Oh, um, what is her name? Oh, that would be really I would, cool. I would I love see to that. see that. Yeah. I like her character. And she's she's very already well a warrior. Like, Absolutely. So you just got me all sorts of pumped. That would be really cool. That would be an interesting take on it. Yeah. This because movie... her, her, I don't want to cut you off. No, you're good. But I'm going to. Yeah. 
her and Black Panther had a really close relationship. Her and T'Challa yeah. in the other movies. Yeah. They were always together because it was right his yeah. guard, you know. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, and this one com- comes out when November... It's the first or second week. Okay. No, I want to say the 11th, but don't quote me on that. Okay. Yeah, it's just about a month away. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about. Nice. Should have put M'Baku in there. Oh, he's definitely in there. No, Asher Panther. Oh, oh. He would just be gigantic. <laughs> make, it wouldn't fit. They have to make him a new custom suit just because he's so huge. <laughs> but he was the he's the white gorilla. Yeah. From the comics, which is its own character. Yeah, they didn't do anything with that in the movie, but yeah. what if it's Martin Freeman? That would be funny. There would be so much outrage. <laughs> there would. You whitewashed our guy. <laughs> Any, anyways. Uh, Speaking of whitewash, I mean, look at this guy. He's got a white. Yeah, Vero bought me this a couple yeah. Christmases ago. Very when, white. When I get a chance to rock the all white, I try to, but. We got a little uh, ebony and ivory thing going on here. Nice. That is true. You got the black turtleneck off. Straight up zebra. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, thoughts on the Super Mario trailer? I know you didn't see it. I didn't watch it either. Um, I have no thoughts on it. I yeah. can't. I don't care. I saw a picture of it. And the it looks visually good. The animation looked better than I thought it would. I thought it would be some, like, Nintendo 64. It was really kind of Wreck-It Ralph yeah. style. Did I send you guys that reel of that what the Super Mario might look like? Oh. Did, or was it just you? It like, might have just been him, because I don't remember getting a reel from you. I put Mario. It was like, two guys. Yeah, it was some guy is Luigi, mm-hmm. and the other one was Mario. Mario's like dying, and Luigi sees this little like question mark block up in the tree, and he goes up to try to get it. It's just, it was really funny. Though. Yeah. Was, anyway, what are you gonna do? What do you think, Chris Pratt? The controversy is over Chris Pratt being the guy, you know, mm-hmm. having the Italian accent because he's not I, Italian. I don't know. <laughs> Where do we land on is Chris Pratt doing too much? Yeah. You think so? I think he is. He's kind of everywhere in everything. He's all, he's almost like the uh modern modern day the modern day like uh Harrison Ford back in the 80s and stuff where Harrison in 90s Harrison Ford was in everything. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't a lot. It seems like Hollywood kind of does that with a couple actors and they're just like, well, yeah. if we want to make money, we have to get Leonardo DiCaprio or we have to get and you know yeah. It's just like, but he doesn't have to do anything. And out of all the Chris's, he's not even one of the better actors out of that group. I, I don't consider Chris Pratt a phenomenal actor. I think he does one thing and he does that one thing really well. He's Who, Star-Lord and everything. What what Chris Pratt or what Chris is the be- better Chris? I think Chris Evans is a better actor. Ooh. You no, don't think so? no. Of Pratt, Evans, and Hemsworth, Hemsworth I would say Pine, Hemsworth. Pine, well, Chris Pine, but he's not in the. He's not in the MCU. MCU. No, he's not in. The so MCU. just the MCU, Chris's. Yeah, I would say Hemsworth is the best out of those three. Actor? Yeah. Okay, for what? Give me an example. Though. I don't know about that. He played in. Uh, he was in. Uh, he can do comedy. He can do. He does dramas and stuff. Uh, name one. Uh, well, he was in, and I know one, but I don't want to say it because then I'm giving you, I'm giving you ammo. 
He was Chris in. Evans is definitely the best actor out of that group. No. Because he can do action. He can do comedy. He can do satire. He can do drama. Gifted. That's a great movie. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I feel like his diversity is a little stronger across the spectrum than Hemsworth. Do you think Chris Hemsworth could play another character, another comic book character? Other than Thor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because Chris Evans has played two and doesn't just easily get confused between the two. Like, they're two completely different characters and he plays both of them really well. Chris Evans is definitely the best actor. I feel like you could write a character for any of them and they could all do a different one. I don't think Chris Pratt can, personally. I think he could. I think Chris, I think Chris Pratt could, he could probably play any of like the kind of goofy characters in the MCU, like an anime. Any of the goofy ones. Yeah. That's what I think his shtick is, though. I don't think he can do serious acting. Chris Pratt. Did you watch Jurassic World? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did, actually. All of them. <laughs> but name a drama he was in that was, like, compelling and just gripping. Well, what about the Terminalist? Hey, you said he was good in that. I mean, he was good, but he was still his... his Is he still that kind of guy? He's still, I'm gonna be the action hero and make the joke. Kinda. Passengers was pretty good. Moneyball? Moneyball. That doesn't count. He's barely in that movie. Doesn't I'll matter. give you Passengers. Even though I don't think that's a great movie either. He, was, he did a good job on that one. So they're all three the same. That's what we come to. The, the conclusion we come to is Chris Pine's the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I agree with. Which I don't know if I agree with that either. Oh, we skipped one of the movie trailers. You sent me that other trailer. Uh, the David Harbour one. Oh, yeah. The Violent Night. Did you watch it? Uh, yeah. I watched it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's when I sent it to you. I was just like, what is this? I didn't even know this movie thing was, this was a thing. It this looks like- awesome. Yeah. But it also looks like David Harbour. See, he's another character. Yeah. We're like, I'm going to be... Hopper from Stranger Things, but in a Santa suit. Yeah. Is that really what it is? That's straight up. It's like, but what is it? Like, a, a there's a guy and a, a man and a wife and they have a daughter yeah. and then they're like millionaires. Somebody comes to steal all the money and keeps them as hostages. And the little girl makes a wish for Santa for Christmas because it's on Christmas. So Santa's out doing his thing and her wish her for her gift is that they just get saved. So he goes oh, into straight just yeah. like killer santa mode santa's just rogue assassin type yeah punching people and he's just big yeah 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 the real saint nicholas did at the council of dork dorf dork he did slap a heretic so probably pretty accurate and i can get behind slapping heretics Uh, no, I I definitely will probably watch. Not, not definitely, definitely probably, will probably <laughs> definitely maybe. I will definitely <laughs> watch that. <laughs> I will definitely watch this movie. Like, it, oh, I'll watch it. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably gonna be fun. Uh, maybe a little diehardish. I don't know. It's around Christmas time. That would be fun. Get another diehard type movie. Yeah, it's just action. Yeah, action Christmas. Yeah, what's another good action Christmas movie? Die Hard. Outside of those two. <laughs> Batman Returns. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. I would love to do a commentary on that. No. You wouldn't sit in, in this room in these comfy chairs and do a commentary on that? Ah. Because it's not like you're actually watching it. That's true. 
You're just making fun of it the whole time. Yeah. Do one of those riff tracks type things. Oh, yeah. Just tear it apart. And yeah. It's just, it's yeah. muted. Subtitles are on and you're just sitting here ripping it to shreds. Yeah, I would do that. <laughs> yeah, those are fun. You just, yeah. What was number? Can you scroll up on that a little bit or did we already? You covered it. Oh, did we? Okay, so four was the next one. Yeah. What do you think of that news that uh, Keanu Reeves has come out? And I don't know if it was the the interviewer was like, if you could play anybody in the MCU, who would you play? Or if it was more him saying, I would like, like, throw me in the ring to, to do this. That's interesting. I I could see it. I could, I, I we didn't even could... tell everybody what we we're talking about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves has said that he'd like to play Ghost Rider in the MCU. That's. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I would completely. I, I would personally like to see um, him and David A.R. White try to bat fight it out and see who gets the role. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we want that. <laughs> I mean, Keanu is obviously going to win. Yeah, I'm all for Keanu Ghost Rider. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, it would be. I would really like it, but you'd have to keep the other guy. So the MCU already has a Ghost Rider, and it's not Nicolas Cage. Because okay. those are separate, but it's, I can't remember his name. He was in Terminator Dark Fate, this, the his, Hispanic actor. Okay. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he plays Ghost Rider, but he drives a Mustang and the car catches on fire. No. Yeah. That's what it was. He drives a, a hot rod. He doesn't drive a motorcycle like the Nicolas Cage version. Mm-hmm. I say you have both of them in the NCU because you can cool. have two Ghost Riders. That would be an interesting thing to do too, because... They haven't done the multiple, you know, the multiple character thing. No. For more than just like a split scene. Yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah. Plus bring the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ghost Rider into it anyway. Because he's still just been on TV. He hasn't been in the movie yet. So. Mm-hmm. Legions of Ghost Riders. Legions. Heck yeah. Like, uh, cause in, did you ever watch those movies? Legion? No, the Ghost Rider movies. Oh, no. Oh my goodness. you never seen the Ghost Rider movies? Mm-hmm. It's got Sam Elliott... And he's a ghost rider, but he rides a horse and the horse catches on fire. Or he was the devil in that movie. I don't remember. That's the ghost rider story. Like he sells his soul to Satan to save his brother or something. Tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. Like the famous jazz musician. What was his name? I think that was real though. I thought it was the fiddle guy. The fiddle guy? Yeah. Charlie Daniels, the devil went down to Georgia, does the devil oh. went down to Georgia. Yeah. Or the, the devil song. went. The devil goes down to Georgia? I know this is Isn't that the name of the song? The devil went down to Georgia? Yeah. That's yeah, it. he was looking for a soul to steal. Yeah. Oh. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's Charlie Daniels. Yeah. Did he do it for real? Charlie Daniels didn't. I don't think so. Maybe. No, he wrote a song about yeah, the, the whole event. Yeah, the whole thing that happened. There is and a it movie- wasn't autobiographical? Right. Not that I'm aware of. Not that I know of. Uh, there is a great movie, though, about that. It's called Crossroads. It's got Ralph Macchio. Oh, movies. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a really, it's a cool movie. It's just fun. But it's about him selling the soul of the devil? Uh, no. So, a guy. Ralph oh, Macchio sells the soul of the no, devil? No, he's a guitar player. Wax on, wax on. And a guy, an old blues player, sold his soul to the devil years ago, and he's in a nursing home. He's going to die. He wants to go and try to get his soul back. And this is like what dreams may come with so Robin Williams. Ralph he Ralph, Ralph Macchio is, steals this, like robs this nursing home, takes this guy with him, he kidnaps to get, him. Yeah, to go to Georgia. Elder nap, huh? huh? The elder naps him. 
yeah, he yeah. Naps him. Yeah. Because <laughs> Ralph Macchio wants to learn to play the blues. Okay. And so he takes this guy down. He, this guy's like, you got to go down to Georgia and be on the road if you want to learn to play the blues. Well, the guy wants him to take him there. Take him there so he can. Does he the fight the devil? So the devil's like, spoiler, no, I'm not going to do spoiler it. Spoiler alert yeah. for this 80s movie. The devil's okay. like, I'm not going to do that. So, uh, <laughs> Ralph, Ma- so Ralph Macchio says, I'll battle your guitarist, which is Scotty Vai. Steve Vai. Steve Vai. Um, and so him and Steve Vai and Ralph Macchio like do this like guitar duel and stuff at the end uh, to get for this guy's soul. Ralph Macchio is doing it to get so the guy will get his soul back. And Does good triumph over evil? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. But the, the cool thing about that movie is the guitar solo that Ralph Macchio plays in it. He actually learned how to play it on the guitar and actually played it. Like he learned that thing on the specific thing on the guitar and actually played it in the scene. That is impressive. That's yeah, but it's a really cool movie. It's it's slow, but it's just it's it's cool. Man, I think you watched it with us. I think so. That sounds exciting. Though. Yeah, I was gripped by what yeah. you were telling me. That's that wasn't even sarcasm. But Did, for for real though, I forgot how we got there. I don't know. <laughs> how. Uh, I don't know, but. That was Sam Elliott was Satan. That's Sam Elliott was Satan, and then (laughs) Hocus Pocus Two is uh, also Satan. It's apparently, if you watch it, there's a chance they're casting spells. They're casting spells into your and curses on you. You're gonna and that podcast you had recommended to me. They had talked about an instance of a exorcism that was televised and stuff like that happening to people who watched it. Oh yeah, really. Yeah, so I mean, I get where they're coming from. Yeah, whether it's all actually grounded in truth or not. Yeah, there's, there's, it's an interesting thing to bring up, you know. And I get again, Christians being skeptical and leery of this kind of content, one hundred percent, always should. Bad company corrupts good morals. We get it, you know. Stay away from it. Yeah. I did watch it. Uh, sorry, mom from Texas. Um. (laughs) They definitely portrayed witchcraft in that movie to be very similar to just like they have just superhero powers, mm-hmm. you know? They were just casting Jedi like lightning and yeah. force yeah. fields to protect themselves from said lightning. And that was really like it. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, the the other kinds of witchcraft stuff in there of like, okay, well, I need his head and all this other stuff for the yeah. the pot or whatever. I would just, that seems to me like clickbait. Don't watch it or demons are going to fly out your TV into your living room kind of stuff. Like just say, hey, here's in the Bible why it says we should stay away from this. Let's just stay away from it, you know, as opposed to that. Especially, I mean, yeah, you don't want your kids to watch it because it intrigues them. You run the risk of them getting intrigued by it. Which is definitely harmful. and. Yeah, especially if they haven't, if they're not saved, you know, if your kids haven't come to Christ yet and stuff and you're trying to raise them that, yeah, it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. I I get that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Satan's not omnipotent. Absolutely not. He cannot reach through the TV screen (laughs) in that sense. Like he's not, I I don't know. I I have done zero research on the matter. You were talking about something with exorcisms. I don't know. It was just a podcast about one particular event. Where exorcism-like, or like a possession-like activity spiked after an exorcism was televised. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But you see, and I don't, 
when you put it in when you put it in that way like I can definitely agree with like okay well if you're putting this stuff out there you're building people's intrigue in this no different than the 107th Dahmer series that we have just like 50,000 serial killers you're crossing the line from just like putting information out there to glorifying in a way that's like okay we're it's starting to get unhealthy mm-hmm. how much we like watching this you know yeah you know what i mean yeah and it's just a, when a documentary would do it give us one documentary about ted bundy and you know just tell us the story lay the whole story out there you know biased unbiased be what it may mm-hmm. and then just leave it there's de- yeah there's definitely in our culture right now and i'm in on like I, I like this too i enjoy the uh the true crime and stuff has become very popular in it's our crazy, culture nowadays it? it's and uh and i enjoy listening to true i listen to true true crime podcasts all the time uh but i do notice like and i go through different spurts and stuff where i'll listen to it a lot for like a week or two weeks and i'll notice in those times i start getting real depressed i start to like oh definitely get, it's very it oh, really it brings you, you down and stuff so is it wrong to listen to true crime? No. I think maybe monitoring and balancing that out with, okay, are you reading your Bible? Are you <laughs> listening to other sermons and stuff like that as well? Listen to one, listen to a sermon. Yeah. Listen to something else, <laughs> listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is intriguing and stuff. I mean, these, but yeah, you just balance. But do I personally think that like just a real witch, a fake witch can just alakazam you through a TV. No, I, I personally don't think so. No. Granted, the Bible says guard your hearts and minds so that, you know, you won't mm-hmm. be led astray. That's watching TV. That's listening to music. That's the people you hang out with. That's it's all of those things. Books you read. The books you read. The books. <laughs> <laughs> just got to eat the them. Children <laughs> love the books. So, I mean, let's just not give, let's not give, Saying more power than he really truly has, right. like you said. Yeah. And that's a scare tactic. It's a yeah. scare tactic. Yeah. You know, it really is. But don't let your kids watch it. There's also a lot of homosexual and transgender things in Hocus Pocus 2 that are just as evil as witchcraft. Yeah. There is a scene where, because the town loves these witches, they are having a talent show for people to dress up as said witches. But it's not just a talent show. It is strictly a drag show. So it's all men dressing up like these women. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, that's pretty terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of homosexual stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> Billy. Disclaimer. I, can we just get a stamp, Colin? You got an edit like a. Billy Eichner. Eichner? Eichner. Eichner. I don't care. It's a German. Um, comes out against homophobic weirdos who won't see bros. He tweeted, he says, everyone who isn't a homophobic weirdo should go see bros tonight. You will have a blast. And it is special and uniquely powerful to see this particular story on the big screen, especially for queer folks who don't get this opportunity often. I love this movie so much. Go bros. So he slaps people who don't, he's calling people homophobic who won't go see this movie Mm -hmm. because they're not gay and they Well, he told us not to go watch it. Yeah. And then he's saying... Basically, well, especially queer folks should be the ones that go see this because it's It's for them. It's for them. It's pretty much geared at them. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah. If Pick I'm a side. Make, if I'm going to make Finding Nemo 2, who's that geared towards? Typically children. Yeah. Or people who love the original. Right. If I'm going to make a homosexual rom-com, who's that geared towards? Homosexuals. Yeah. But and then he uh, comes out after. Comes out. No, he already did that. <laughs> <laughs> he discusses afterward that the movie flopped, and it did. It came out in over 3,000 theaters. People have done the math on it. Each theater made about thirteen dollars to $1,500. So Jeez. not very many people seen this movie at all. It flopped. Yeah. He came out afterward. He already came out. <laughs> just so on the nose. <laughs> Didn't work so, a second time. That's all I'm asking. He, he discussed afterward that it flopped because heterosexuals didn't go see the movie. So he blamed us. Before it came out, he said, unless you are, everyone who isn't a homophobic weirdo should go see it. Yeah. Afterward, blamed us for not going and watching it. Oh. You suck on our on all regards. You directed your movie. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. Billy Eichner. We don't care. And and the funny thing is, is like these types of comedies do not tend to do well in theaters. Ever. You look at there was a movie with Zach Efron and uh oh, Le- Levine. Adam? No, Levine? not not Adam Levine. Maroon Five? No, the yeah, I know. The, the guy man. from Pitch Perfect. Yeah. There's a movie with oh. them where they go to this Bill and Ted. No, not Bill and mm. Ted. No, it was something wedding. Yeah. It's a wedding movie. They find wedding dates. Mike and Ted. Mike and Ted? Mike and Bill. Ted and know. Mike. They need wedding dates. And <laughs> it's the Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that one didn't do well in theaters either. Be- uh, the What was that party one that came out back in like 2011? Yes. 21 and over. Neighbors. Neighbors. Neighbors 2. Well, I don't know how neighbors. A Hitchhiker's Guide to the that. Galaxy. Come on, man. It's Martin Freeman. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but no, these types of comedies don't do well in theaters because you're drawn. They're nasty. They are. I mean, obviously homosexual. You're the crowd. This, one's this one is geared towards that. But the other ones like they're just so nasty and raunchy. Nobody wants to go and see them. OK, even separate it from that and look at it from the perspective of. What 10 Things I Hate About You, which is Matthew McConaughey and Kate Goldie Hawn's daughter. Kate Winslet? No. Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn. Kate Middleton. Oh, my goodness. Why do you keep naming British people? Is that Catherine Hawn? No. No, she she has a completely different last name. What is her name? I'm so sad. Okay, anyways. <laughs> who were these movies directed at? They're directed at women. Mm-hmm. Rom-coms aren't for men. Right. Most of the time you have to drag men to a movie theater to watch a romantic comedy. We saw. We saw men getting drugged into Magic Mike one time. Oh, gosh. That was bad. What was it? The we were at Spider-Man premiere? The Amazing Spider-Man premiere. A midnight show. Midnight show. Guys just getting drugged in. Left and right. Just... Hordes. They're for women. Yes. Men don't want to watch straight romantic comedies. Why? Who? <laughs> where? In the world would you just expect straight men to walk into this movie and be like, yeah, I'm all about this. Yeah. I'm all about this. And not only that, it's it's not only raunchy, it's depravity. Yeah. 
in the content and then you're blaming us. And I'll, I'll end on just typically if the creators of the said content come out and blame people that their movie flopped and then they blame it on the audience, your movie sucked before it started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some James Cameron type move. Yeah. It's, it's Elizabeth Banks did the same thing when she remade Charlie's Angels yeah. and she had brought Kristen Stewart in. And as mm-hmm. soon as it flopped, she's like, well, because of monogyny, monogyny, because of misogyny, this movie tanked. No, your story sucked and the movie wasn't good. Right. And Make a good movie. People will show up. Yeah. Turning around and blaming the audience because they didn't spend money on your movie. That's the cheapest trick in the book. To, well, I yeah, hate that. I hate it. And I think a lot of it has to do with the the actors you get in because that's going to cater to it. Because look at 21 Jump Street. Okay. Let's go with that one. That one did really well in theaters. Mm-hmm. You got Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum in that. People love those guys. When that movie came out, they were huge. Okay. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Riggle. Also Rob, Rob Riggle. Riggle. Perfect you, example. You had a great cast in that film to draw people in. Two, you made a movie that was based off an old 90s show starring Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. That wasn't well, super no popular, I, popular, but yeah, like, I maybe. Know. I don't know. I guess I don't really. It might have had a cult following. Yeah. So you're bringing your cult following in from that. And then you're also bringing in your young group of kids our age at that time when that movie came out. I went to the yeah. theater and saw it. You you got to cater see who you're catering to. And with the Charlie's Angels thing, nobody likes Kristen Stewart. Or not like... I think that was at a period where definitely nobody liked her. Yeah. So... I think she's kind of resurged again. But yeah, she's kind of head up she's and come back. down. She did the was Princess it, Diana um, thing. Was Diaz in that? That was the original Charlie's Angels. That was Angels. the original. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the... Not Lucy, the original, but the, the original remake. Yeah. yeah. Lucy Liu, Cameron Diaz, and... Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. And that one was directed, though, by uh, Bill Murray. Oh. Was it really? I didn't know that. This one was directed by Elizabeth Banks. Or I think Lucy, maybe Lucy Liu directed it. And the girl from or, the Aladdin movie was in it. She, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I never watched it. All I know is when you come out and blame people for your moving flopping. Shame. Yeah. Moving on? Yeah. Wow, those segued really nicely, I'm just saying. Yeah. So... Yeah, really no rust to knock off on this one. <laughs> yes, not, so. not much rust, but a little bit of uh, dried blood. Um, this is the weirdest thing. So rust has re- resumed filming. Or it's going to, right? Uh, no, yeah, yeah. It's, it resumed. Related, yeah. it's yeah. resuming uh, post the settlement between Alec Baldwin and... Uh, the Hutchinson's. The, the Hutchins family, yeah. yeah. Over the death of... Her name was... I typed it. Helena. Helen. 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 Helena. 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 The, the, the woman whom he killed. Yeah. And why isn't this movie being tanked? I, that's what I don't understand. Why would you even want to go back and revisit trying to do this? Because you do realize there's a scene where he has to pick up a gun. <laughs> they have to shoot that scene again. That scene again. They have to shoot it again. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> nope, not this one. <laughs> it's been in poor taste. The smoking gun jokes. Um, Yeah, I think this film just needs to be stopped. Or at least rename it. 
Name it what? WD forty. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank uh, you. Uh, not to mention, not only that, it resumes, and then her husband, whose name is Matthew, becomes an executive producer on it. That's the strange thing. Isn't that weird? Why is that a stipulation in the settlement? Is, is it a, because is he, he just wants more control? Is he capable? Uh, yeah, I'm assuming he has to be. Maybe he can't be like my wife's a cinematographer and I'm a plumber. And now in this sediment, the plumber's like, but I want to be an ex. Unless maybe. it's just for more money. Maybe he could be. look at Shaq and his wife. Just because she's Shaq's wife doesn't mean she's gonna be good at basketball. That's very true. She's like four foot tall. She's a <laughs> I'm assuming he works in the industry as well. It's possible. Unless this is like some kind of revenge thing where he's gonna is he gonna shoot Alec gonna Baldwin shoot on the Alec set Baldwin. of Rust? That'd there be, better not be a real gun on that set anymore. No, like they would edible. stop making the movie and make a movie about that. Yeah, that's probably what it's going to become. About the plot. Oh my to take goodness! That's a more intriguing movie. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever he's planning. That will be a movie within the next ten years, but this movie I'm assuming he's just becoming an executive producer to maybe have more say but to get more of the revenue so from whatever it makes he's mm-hmm. going to make more money as an executive producer might just be by title alone there's a lot yeah. of people who have producer credits and they really don't have much role in I mean how the movie easily made. though gotten he could have easily just not had to be a producer on it and just been like no I just want all the proceeds that you make from it. Here, come to me. This movie's mine. I want to fist fight Alec Baldwin. Do you think you could fight each Baldwin going from youngest to oldest? <laughs> no, you'd have to go oldest to youngest because I think the most scrappy is Stephen, and he is the youngest. You would want to go increasing difficulty or decreasing difficulty? So as you get more tired, the skill of the Baldwin decreases or increases? Increases. I want so to fight the easy ones first. And then get the to like boss status, the last one. Yeah. Like a video game. What if, <laughs> yeah. What if you don't have a chance? Like what if you get knocked out of the first time? Then you still got Alec running around. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the one who is killing people? Yeah. yeah. Plus, if you were to fight Steven, it would probably just be like, like this. He's sitting in a chair and you're sitting in yeah. a chair and you're just talking. Yeah. And then whoever just... Leaves first. Lots of verbal jousting. Yes. Or silence. Yeah. Just seething glares looking at you. <laughs> that being said, I they're probably lovely people. Also kind of strange and a little bit off-putting. Just a little bit. Except Alec. He's the only one who just simply deserves to be in prison. You killed someone, man. Uh, I don't know if you should be in prison for that. I definitely think that it just depends on what's the charge for involuntary manslaughter. Yeah. I, Cause I, I do believe it was an accident. I think he was reckless with it, but okay. You're right. I'm simply basing my judgments off of everything he did post killing someone well, that didn't that, seem very remorseful because he's a bit of a scummy jerk. Yes. You would want to see him in prison, but. He's probably in a prison he of his own mind. Do justice the same way everybody else should. What what's this uh 
Bill Skarsgård thing. Yeah, so Bill Skarsgård and Lily Rose Depp. I'm assuming that's Johnny Depp's daughter. It is, and it she's is. becoming very popular off the back of the, hey, good the for her. trial. Um, they got cast in Robert Eggers. Eggers. Right. He's doing a Nosferatu movie. So they're going to be starring in that. Which one's Bill? He's it? He's Pennywise? Yeah. I think so. Yes. I think so. Yeah. So he's and one of the younger if stars. No right? yeah. If they aim it as a horror, he's perfect for it. All the Scars Guards are perfect. And Lily for Rose Depp can look a little creepy at times. Yeah, I mean, she gets it from her father. <laughs> and exactly. I love Johnny. So you apply enough white makeup. Yeah. Yep. Anyone can look creepy. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like the, the Nosferatu story is creepy. So mm-hmm. it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see what they go with it. I don't think, I don't know if one's been made since the original. Yeah, I don't know. So I can't speak to it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. The only thing I really know is the SpongeBob reference. I love Nosferatu. Nosferatu. That's about all I got on them. Uh, that is a great episode. That is a good one. Back when SpongeBob used to be decent, yeah, <laughs> yeah. palatable to a lacking intelligence child. What's this last bit? Last bit of news. So I don't know how old this is. I came across it the other day, and apparently, uh, at the Grammys. Ed Sheeran was walking around and Lady Gaga asked him to go uh, fetch him her a drink because she mistaked him, mistooken, mistook, mistook him for a waiter at the Grammys. Uh, I can see that. That's that's kind of funny. He, uh, he has very good posture. Yeah. Yeah. And he always wears those white shirts with the, um, with like the black. Yes. He's very waiter like. Yeah, he looks like a waiter. And he his disposition is he probably went and got her a drink. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Even though he didn't have to at all. Yeah. And he probably just ran with them the mistake on her. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Lady Gaga, what are you doing? Just Weird be aware character. of your surroundings. I mean, he's Who's more well known, Ed Sheeran or Lady Gaga? Gotta be Brad Sheeran. You think so? Yeah. It's gotta be Ed. Yeah. Gotta I be. Think, I think at this point, yeah. So, I mean, don't. If you go off of Spotify streams, at least. Yeah. It's gotta be him. I so. mean, he's done, he's done work with Eminem, so. I think he might have the most viewed music video of all time. Which, Which is? one? Shape of You. Lego oh. House. What was that Lego movie? Lego. <laughs> yeah, Lego House. It was a good one, but that's not. That was all. Shape first of You, was it? That's the biggest one. And that was supposed to be a Rihanna song. Really? He wrote it for Rihanna. And then I think she didn't want to run with it. Or he decided in the end to just keep it. Huh. That's interesting. How many of his songs did he write for other people who they didn't want to sing it? I don't know. Trying to picture, like, picture her voice singing that song on Listen to the instrumental of it, I could see it. Yeah. And they'd probably play it up a little more, her style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the melody would have to be a little bit different, but... Yeah. Hmm. So, going into our big segment of the day, and this is, I'll be honest with you, off the back of having gone to a restaurant and had a waiter, 
Waitress. It was a woman. Whatever. That's not relevant. And I was like, and she did, she did fine. She did well. You know, we have a large family, so that's hard, you know, and it's hard to tell how good they are at their jobs or not based off a little bit more of a chaotic situation. Cause there's just a lot of us in our family. But I was like, what's the difference between a good waiter and like a great waiter? I don't know. I mean, do you have thoughts about what makes it? Cause even it's like, okay, well my waiter didn't show up and ask me if I needed a refill the entire time or was that mm-hmm. I was there or my waiter came and asked me if I needed a refill way too often when like my glass is still full and he's asking me if I need a refill. Those are both like negatives. (laughs) I think a I think a great waiter is someone or waitress is somebody who sees your glass and doesn't ask but comes and grabs it and just refills it or however they do. Really? That's a great waiter. So you're just cool with them like reaching over your over your your plate to grab your cup. I think it'd be better going off of that to go with the anticipation, maybe not go as far as take it. Mm -hmm. But to see that you're about to be out. And then be like, hey, you want another one? Yeah. Especially the, yeah. the where they don't refill the cup and they just bring you a new cup. Just be like, here, here's a new that's, cup. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, but at the same time, if you go to, say, like a breakfast joint, they give you, like, small cups of coffee. Uh-huh. Like, it's not a large, it's not a normal-sized mug. Yeah. It's no, typically like smaller. Grandma's teacups. Yeah. So they're refilling them fairly constantly. Mm-hmm. And that's never intrusive because it's like, okay, even if it's half full, sure, top it off. Like, right. I, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I would say a good waiter is somebody who asks if you need a refill, maybe too much, <laughs> even though it's annoying. Yeah. Uh, a bad waiter is definitely someone who doesn't come to your table at all. Who's never back. Yeah. I had this one. We were down in, I believe we were in Florida at an IHOP. And <laughs> so bad. I wanted crepes. Every time I go to IHOP, I always get crepes because the only time I get crepes, we don't go very often, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make my own crepes. That's I'm too lazy for that. And it wasn't on the menu. And I'm like, ma'am, I was like, I'd like some French toast or whatever, but I also like a couple crepes. And she's like, well, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Blueberry crepes. She leaves, comes back. It's like. <laughs> it was not crepes. <laughs> Cook through some. <laughs> He threw something together. I don't know what it was. It was like a tortilla shell with like just raw blueberries in the middle. Like not a sauce, just blueberries. And she gave it to me. You can just tell by the look on her face. She's like, I'm so sorry. She didn't charge me for it because she knew. she. It was just such an appalling abomination. I can't even charge you for this. I'm sorry. I don't even know where I was going with that, but man, that's one of my favorite Which reminds me, do you remember when we went to, was it Bob Evans with Daniel? Yeah. Like, Can I get some barbecue sauce? <laughs> sauce. Just slams the sauce on the table, and it was, it was boiling hot. <laughs> with bubbles coming out. He was legitimately burned by just how hot this barbecue wow. was. Wow. Wow. A shocking display. I did not think we were going to put that much into that bit of the conversation. But regardless, my question is then, what makes a good movie? And how do we differentiate that from what you would consider? And I think what you would consider is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. A yeah. great movie. A good movie versus a great movie. I mean, yeah, I think... Yeah, I think a lot goes into it's going to be different for everybody. 
I think one for a great movie, you you got to start with your story. Okay, that's number one, and then your acting is number two on that, and those two things can make a great or movie mm-hmm. if you have a good story and good acting and stuff combined. Um, I don't, as far as like just what a good movie is, I guess it's just something you would say that you enjoyed. I don't know because uh, movies are. Movies are subjective when it comes to like, oh, I like this one or I don't like this one. I thought this one was good. I thought that I, you didn't think it was good. Mm-hmm. They're really subjective. Um, so I don't know. I think, and it, it even even great movies because I would say, let's I'm prisoners. Okay, you and I, I think we both you would they, consider that I a great would movie. consider that a great movie. Okay. Uh. Why story, dialogue, acting? Uh, I believe that was Sam Mendes too directing. Yeah, how it? I think also how it makes you feel when you're watching it too. Like, do you feel? Are you drawn into the characters? Are you drawn into the? Um, do you feel a part of it and stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, with that, you could put ten people in a room, and they all have a different opinion on it. Like, I oh, would yeah. say it was great. So, how do you? I don't know. I think the only difference for me is what I would separate and classify. Take a good movie and it now crosses the the boundary line and makes it a great movie would be its cultural impact. Mm. Because there's so many movies. And again, this is coming from a discussion I had about Jurassic World with a guy from work. So many movies you see where they get made and movies don't, you can't just like make a movie in a day and release it the next day. Mm-hmm. Some movies take a few months and then they can get it released. Or some movies take legitimately years to make. And it comes out in theaters. And everyone sees it because it makes money. Jurassic World Dominion made over a billion dollars. Everyone saw it. And as soon as it left theaters, no one talked about it ever again. I would say that's not even a good movie, let alone a great movie. Mm-hmm. But it just comes and it goes, it washes over you, and then it's done like a wave. But then you have a movie like Jurassic Park, where that's been out for well over 20 years, mm-hmm. and people are still talking about it. People still reference it. People still, you know, get chills by that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To me, that's what separates. A good movie from a great movie. And maybe it's, you know, movies are so subjective. Yeah. That when we find one where the general majority can collectively say, we really like this movie. And not in a Zack Snyder kind of way, you know, Mm -hmm. where his followers will leap in front of a train for him. Yeah. Yeah. But where the masses legitimately say, no, this is something like Jaws, you know, is another... For, there's a lot of Steven Spielberg because he's just phenomenal like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even like an Inception, it made such an impact on the culture, whether you like the movie or not. Like you can't deny that it has presence. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Dunkirk, and if and if you like if you like uh, Christopher Nolan movies, great. I mean, they're all phenomenal movies. Even Dunkirk. Dunkirk came and went. Yeah. And nobody's still talking about it in the right. same way that if you hear like a, you're like Inception. I know, I know. Yeah. 
That, that's hard. So you're saying Jurassic? You would classify Jurassic Park as a great movie? I would, yeah, because yeah. of because of its. I mean, obviously you you enjoyed it. I enjoy it and stuff. So you say it's great because it stood the test of time for the last twenty years. People still yeah. talk about yeah. it and reference Citizen it. Kane. So, yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think I think that has something to do with. I mean, that has something definitely to say about it, but. Like prisoners, that one's kind of one that kind of came and went. Not many people know about that movie. I would agree and, with you. Uh, yeah. If anything, I'm saying okay, that's a great movie because I personally really like yeah that film style and 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 all the his movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I so are we saying that great films are? Because um, I mean, look at Princess Bride. That movie is like a cult classic. Oh yeah, I absolutely. love that movie. Absolutely. I think it's I think it's a great movie. I would yeah. say it's a great film, but it's not like and that's. But again, you got story, but it's kind of cheesy and corny. But I think at the same time, everything you said and everything I said are both right. Yeah, a hundred percent right. You know what I mean? Because if you look like a movie at like Prisoners, the story is phenomenal and it's terrifying and it's sad. I mean, that the content of that movie is yeah. is sad, but. The performances that you're getting from a Jake Gyllenhaal, the performances mm-hmm. you're getting from Hugh Jackman are just incredible. Even Paul Dano in that does a f- great job. But then you look over to the other side of the aisle and you're looking at A Princess Bride. I would personally say all the performances in that are just as phenomenal mm-hmm. because they know exactly what movie they're making. Yeah. They're not out to make prisoners. Right. They're out to make The Princess Bride and it's cheesy and it's silly. And if everybody in the movie knows that... Mm-hmm. That's what takes it from good right. to great. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's how it holds up. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another movie like that, like a comedy or like an off the beaten path Coen Brothers movie where everybody in it knows the kind of movie they're making. They're not out to make yeah. the next Citizen Kane. They're out to make the next but, you know, whatever it is. And I, I think that uh I think that where we're at when we watch certain films and stuff too has a lot to do with it. Or how this film impacted us when we're watching it, um, who we watched it with, uh, and stuff like I. I think of Old Brother. You said a Coen Brothers. And I just thought of Old Brother. Where art thou? I think that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I remember where I was when I first watched that movie, and I remember who I was with when I watched it and stuff. So that all plays into like the emotional side of why you think it's great or good and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know I. 21 Jump Street. I don't recommend watching that movie. It's not a, it's, there's no morally redemption. I enjoy that movie because of where I was when I first watched it. And I remember, I think when every, whenever I hear, see scenes and stuff from that film, I think of who I was with when I first watched it mm-hmm. and stuff. And it brings back those memories. So there's like an emotional connection to it for mm-hmm. me. Uh, again, I don't recommend watching it, but. There's an emotional attachment to that film I have with that film. And uh, I think that has a lot to play into what we think is great. Well, and that's a thing, too, which is so great, because I, I can remember watching Batman Begins and being like, this is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I can also remember if you were to take me back to the, th- the exact same theater, I could tell you exactly what seat I was sitting in when I watched The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. you know? Partially because it was one of the worst seats in the house because the place was packed and I got tickets last minute. Yeah. And partially because you're just, it was everything. It was the, it was the atmosphere that played into the movie. It was everything. I think another big part of what makes a movie great is if it's doing something groundbreaking 
that's taking film, you know, from one level to the next, you know, whatever movie, and I can't think of it off the top of my head because I'm not smart enough and I didn't do the research, whatever movie took silent film to, Mm -hmm. to audio, you know, whatever movie that was, that was like, okay, we're going to try this. And if it works great. And if it doesn't, oh, well, we're willing to take the risk and it worked. And then now movies are being made with sound as opposed to just being silent films. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. You know, even a movie like Avatar, which I don't think is a very good movie personally, it's, it's a, it's fine. Yeah. It did phenomenal things with IMAX. It did phenomenal things with 3D at a time when that kind of stuff wasn't happening. That you can't help but say it pushed filmmaking into a whole new Mm -hmm. place. And that to me makes it a great movie. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another one like that. You know, Jurassic Park did the same thing with animatronics right. and CGI. Things yeah. that weren't being done yet. Mm-hmm. The Lion King. John Favreau's Lion King. Not was, a very good movie, yeah. but it it broke yeah. new ground. Yeah. Hmm. So it's just food for thought and like, okay, well, what uh, what standards are we holding to to our movie going experiences, you know? Yeah. And then that ex- that shapes our expectations, which then shapes how we feel about it when we watch it. Mm-hmm. You walk out of a movie being bummed about it. You, why? You know? Yeah. What What didn't work? What wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Or if you walk in, you're like, oh my goodness, like, a, Avengers Endgame may not be the greatest movie. You know, and on rewatch, you're like, okay, it's a little, it's a little long, it's mm-hmm. a little drawn out, it's a little too depressing, whatever. I saw that movie three times in theaters. Why? Yeah. Because that was an experience. Mm-hmm. It was like an, it was like a ride, yeah. and I wanted to go on that ride as many times as mm-hmm. I could and take different people. Every time I went, I took different people. I'm like, no, come with me. I'll pay for your ticket. Yeah. Come watch this. Yeah. I, I think about that like too. The re the rewatchability factor of a film is also, I think, something that you can measure greatness of a movie. Like, how often are you revisiting this film? And I think of the movie Eagle Eye. I haven't watched it in a long time. <laughs> but when that first movie, when that movie first came out on DVD, because I didn't go to theaters and watch it. But I remember when I first watched it, I watched it like three times in two days. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I'm not joking. I, I watched it. And then the next night I took it to my grandparents. I was like, you got to watch this. We were all and like... This shy guy, he's going to be somebody new. And yeah. then the next day he put a bag on his head. But yeah, but. And then so then like, I think it was a couple of years ago, we had my sisters over and I was like, hey, you guys ever seen this? And they're like, no, and it had been years since I'd watched it. Mm-hmm. We put it and we watched it. And I was like, this is a great movie. It is a great film. I really like you. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's fun. It's action packed and stuff, but it's got rewatchability fat effect and stuff too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um. Yeah, movies that I rewatch every year. I think of like Rudy and stuff. I watch that movie once a year. Like there are Christmas movies I watch once a year, and I'm just like, why? We're just watching this because it's a Christmas movie and it's December. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a train mechanism at this point. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to watch Elf and then yep. this movie and that movie. Yeah. It's every uh, year. And they're good movies, but I wouldn't consider them great. Like, Absolutely. But food for thought. What do you think? Yeah, it's pretty much covered everything I was thinking of. Because I was going to touch on the fact that it doesn't have to be the best acting, best story, or best cinematography for it to be a great movie. Mm -hmm. Or just because it has the coolest new thing or something that's wild that nobody's done before doesn't make it great of its own merit. 
Mm-hmm. It's the right balance of them and then how it hits you going forward. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> is it a movie that you regularly compare other movies to that you think finally of 10 years later, you could watch at any point and still be thoroughly entertained? Mm-hmm. Those kind of things are what make them for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like a super weirdo when it comes to movies, though. It's like, I don't just get enjoyment out of watching a movie because I do. I love movies so much. I enjoy like seeing people's reactions to movies and like, <laughs> oh, I enjoy yeah. watching other people experience movies, Yeah, you know, and that is a weird thing to say out loud. But I remember like living at home and watching I Am Legend and then being like my mom who, ne- yeah. who never watches movies. My mom doesn't. I'm like, sit down. You have to watch this. And half the time she's got to look like this on her face. But then by the end, she's like, yeah, that was pretty good. She's like, yes. I'm that way with music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I really, really like a song and I, I want to see how other people feel about it. Mm-hmm. And then if they get like super gassed about it, I'm like, yes, you're wrong. How, how can you hate this? <laughs> yeah. There's just no way because it's the best. Have you ever been let down though? And I'm sure with music, that's a little more. Common. It happens more often than not that somebody just doesn't click with it. Yeah. But like with a movie and stuff, cause you're not either you watch it with somebody that's a little harder to do. Cause it's like two hours or you like, you tell someone to watch it and then they are like, yeah, it was whatever. Like, have you ever been let down? Like watching a movie with somebody? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. With you yeah. all the time. <laughs> I'll, I'll oh, recommend thought, a movie to you and you'd be like, yeah, it was okay. Or no, you didn't like it. And I'd be like, <laughs> I thought your taste was better than this. Our taste is polar opposite. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. That's, that's good though. Makes for good content. Yeah. We agree. We agree on prisoners. Yes. Did you ever watch Dune? Yeah, I watched Dune. It was good. I like Dune a lot. Um, One movie that I watched was The Departed. And I watched that. And that movie hit, like, when I, the first time I watched it, I was just like, my mind was blown. Like, that end scene, like, the whole, if you've never seen it. Yep. Uh, and so, Mariah and I were married. We were newly married and stuff. And I was like, have you ever seen this? And she's like, no. I was like, you have to watch this movie. <laughs> like, you have to watch it. And so we sit down and we, we turn it on and we watch it and stuff. And it gets to the end. And once that end scene, I know it's coming. And I look at her and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm watching that. And I'm, I'm more watching her more than I am the movie. And I don't want to. It's been out for 10 years. If anyone's seen it. When Mark Wahlberg comes on screen and just shoots him. And you're just like, where did Wahlberg come? I forgot Wahlberg was here. <laughs> it's like, And she's just like, oh, yeah. And I'm like. Like, I almost, like, a part of me died inside because I'm like... Just like a criminal underreaction. Yeah. It's like, how do you care at 100%. all? I was you, yeah. so depressed when she, like, just not didn't have the reaction I was hoping for. And I'm like, well, I'm never showing you another movie again. Oh, it's so true, though. I remember watching a show. It was the same thing with, like, I showed Vera Zodiac. Yeah. And I was like, I tell her all the time, especially when it's a movie she's never seen. I'm like... I feel like I've overhyped it. Like right before I press play, I feel like the last two days when I said we're watching this, I feel like I've completely overhyped this movie. Like whatever your expectations are, lower them by three. And please, <laughs> please, before we start, please take it down a notch, and you won't be disappointed. I just I feel like a couple of things I said yesterday may have been overdramatic. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, what else you been watching? Uh, start of the Dahmer series because a lot of people were talking about it. I wasn't planning on watching it, but everyone was saying it was how great it was. So I'm five episodes into that. 
And it's uh, it reminds me of Zodiac kind of in the sense that your skin crawls the entire time you're watching it. It is just eerie and creepy. Evil. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, The guy that plays Dahmer does fantastic. Evan Peters. Yeah, Evan Peters. Yeah. Yeah. He does a fantastic job. Uh, What else has he done? He was Quicksilver in the X-Men movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it is, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't recommend watching it. It's it's true crime, so if you're a true crime fan, okay. But... um, there's a lot of homosexual stuff in it, obviously, because oh, he's he, yeah, he, was he was homosexual. Uh, but yeah, it does. It's yeah, it just makes your skin. That's crawl. another bit of news that I did see, though. Is uh, you know, for for years, the LGBT community was ranting and raving because Netflix gave them their own category. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So if you're looking for queer stuff, here this is the row. You know, yeah. and every now and then I see the row in my Netflix and I'm like, why are you even recommending this to me? Because I haven't watched any of this stuff. Yeah. And because uh, it's all about representation and stuff. They put the Dahmer series in the LGBTQ community section. Okay. And they went crazy. Why is this in here? This is terrible representation. Netflix took it out of that section. Oh, really? To cater to. That, that it's like, well, I mean, that actually, if you want your own you representation, you have yeah. to accept Seriously. the bad as well, right. not just the good. Sometimes there's gay guys who kill people, too, just like there's straight guys who kill people. Mm-hmm. I'm far more upset that Netflix catered to him as opposed to just yeah. them complaining, I guess. Yeah, that's all they do. And, and it is. It is. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched anything else, really. I watched the last episode of, and it's not the last one, but the next episode of She-Hulk. I did watch it. Mm. This is the one that had uh, Charlie Cox oh, as how, Matt Murdock and and the Daredevil. How was that? It was great. Yeah. It was by far the best episode of that show. I would recommend you watch just that episode. That's because you're misogynistic. <laughs> Probably. There's finally a man in the show. A man on screen. Best <laughs> best ever no they played his character so well and the dialogue between the two of them was was cheesy and yeah lawyery and it, it was just good it was really good and then there's they get to fight together at the end and they're just like riffing the entire time they're fighting i'll have to check it out now it, it was good it was yeah. it was the only complaint that i have and i'm I don't know. I, if you're going to watch it, I yeah, watch I'm going to watch I'll watch it. I won't, we'll talk about it next week. Then. Okay. All right. Because there are issues that I have with it. Yeah. Um, but if you watch it, I'm not, I won't say it because. Just go ahead and say it. I don't. Do you want me to say it? Just say it. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Say it. They, they have a relationship in the episode. Oh. Okay. Like. There's a, there's kindred spirits in that. They're both superheroes. They're yeah. both, both lawyers. And you're like, okay, this is going somewhere. And he's. It's in California. He's from New York, but he flew out there to represent someone as a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, look, next time I'm here, we'll we'll go get dinner or stuff. And she's like, or... And then they just go sleep together. Um, because he's blind. Because <laughs> she is the most shallow character I have ever seen. All she does, and this goes to the writers, and I'm talking to you writers because you guys suck. 
you're talking about a character where you're like, men are terrible, men are shallow, men look at all of us as just meat on a slab and not, but yet every time you've had a guy, and there's three instances in this show, while she's on the blind date with the Asian guy where that went nowhere, and now with Daredevil, you jump into the sack with them on the first night. You're writing this in the story. You're making her the slab of meat and then hating men when they look at her like a slab yeah, of meat. Yeah. You're making her this character. It's so lazy. Yeah. And she all she wants to do is sleep with them because she's like, he's like, next time I'm in town, I'll take you out like a gentleman. And she's like, or, and she just opens the door to the fast track to the bedroom. And he is like, okay, you know, I wasn't going to go that way. It is followed up humorously by daredevil in his costume in broad daylight doing the walk of shame which is really funny (laughs) but it's just like why why are we the bad guys when she's obviously just like Mm -hmm. yeah instigating all of it anyways i would watch it because the other stuff is really good but that is just like yeah i don't even care about them having a relationship that's not the part that i have a problem with yeah it's just the agenda that i i can't stand Mm mm-hmm I am glad to see him in the MCU. The the fight sequences look very reminiscent to the Netflix series. Like he's got a a little bit different of a costume and he's a little bit cheesier in like how he's talking. He's not so dark like he was in the Netflix series, but he's hitting people the exact same way, (laughs) which to me matters because he's a brutal character. Is Foggy back in it yet? It was just him. So I don't know. Oh, not to change the subject. I did watch... Off of Foggy? Yeah. <laughs> you, you watched The Mist? No. <laughs> uh, watched the season two of The Mighty Ducks. Came out. <laughs> <laughs> that was watched... a hazy transition. Uh, well, because uh, Fulton from the original oh. movies is Foggy. Okay. So okay. he's in... He has a cameo in this, the first oh, episode. Oh, the perfect segue. The Bash Brothers are both in it. Are they really both yeah. of them? <laughs> <laughs> the other guy too? Yeah, they're both. Oh, they wow. just had a small cameo. They're construction workers, but they do the chest bump thing. And like, oh, that's so good. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that show sucks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a train wreck, though. I will continue to watch it. I'm just, I don't know why. I, I feel compelled to watch it. It's but this ep- this season's got uh, Josh Duhamel in it. Oh, really? Yeah, well, that's interesting. Yeah, so maybe it'll go somewhere. Probably, Probably not. not. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me coke. Yeah. What else did I watch? I've watched a few things. Uh, Halloween's rolling around. So a lot of stuff's getting promoted on like the horror thriller side of things. I know we had that uh, discussion last week. I'm actually putting uh, a paper together that I'm going to put on my website and like how are Christians supposed to kind of approach these types of movies. Yeah. But I am rewatching a few to kind of gauge how I feel about them. And, you know, I am asking the the spirit to kind of guide me and lead me and like convict me on what should matter and what shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's really interesting. So eventually I'll, I'll let you guys know and we can talk about it on the pod when I put those up on the website. But yeah, I watched the village. Oh, nice. Uh, M night. That's a classic. It's a classic heap of something. You know, I don't want to quote Jeff Goldblum or nothing, but (laughs) no, it's not a bad movie. It's definitely one that's like, once you know the twist, 
it takes out a lot of the drama and yeah. a lot of the tension. The stuff isn't scary when you when you know. That's kind of a lot of horror is. A lot like of the once you know the bad thing. Yeah. Did you ever watch that Red Riding Hood movie with uh, Amanda Seyfried? Yeah. 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 What do you think of that? She was probably the scariest thing in it. <laughs> I don't remember. Like I rem- I remember being fine. Yeah. Like I remember watching it and kind of like, oh, this wasn't terrible. But I only watched the one time when it came out. But a lot of it was like, they want me to marry this guy, but I want to marry this guy, I think. Yeah. I don't remember. It was kind of like The Village, actually. Oh, was it? Oh, it was just the same kind of thing. Judy Greer's in it. Scream Queen herself. Wow. Wow. See, we're not misogynistic on the show. William Hurt, R.I.P. He's in it, too. Yeah. That's a decent movie, The Village. What else did we watch? I watched Ghostbusters. What did you say? He just completely ignored me. <laughs> what, we're not misogynistic? Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everyone may think we are, but I know we're not. I mean, we've talked about having Sigourney Weaver on here every week. Listen, Sigourney. Ma'am. <laughs> Can I call you ma'am? I always, I'm looking into the camera, but I'm locking eyes with Colin. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, goosebumps. <laughs> I didn't watch Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Goosebumps. Have you ever seen Goosebumps? No. I get Goosebumps. (laughs) It's late. Uh, (laughs) There is a creepy Ghostbuster story we have. I don't know if we should tell it. Sure. Go ahead. So last night I am just flipping through Hulu. Like, what do I want to watch? I don't know. I see Ghostbusters. So I was like, I'm going to turn Ghostbusters on. So I turn it on, start it, whatever. Then your wife comes over, stops by the house, and, uh, she sees us on. Today, I find out that you turned it on last night as well. We did not talk at all about <laughs> what we were watching or anything. The and funniest part was Vera comes home from their house. She wasn't even over there very long. And she comes into the bedroom. and I'm So I'm not even on streaming anything. I'm just flipping through DVDs and yeah. I put the DVD in. And uh, she goes, why are you turning this on? What are you doing? <laughs> I said, what? So angry. Just like, so like she thought there was a conspiracy theory, like legit. <laughs> You're just and she's like, did you talk her? to Jehaziel? And I'm like, I even talked to Jehaziel all night. Well, that's not true. We well, talked for before. about an hour. <laughs> Hush. <laughs> <laughs> not about Ghostbusters. No. That did not come up at all. This went from Ghostbusters to Mythbusters. Prank confirmed. <laughs> uh so yeah, that did happen. Yeah. What else did I watch? I watched another one. To in what did I watch? Probably a movie. It was. What has Colin been watching? Have you watched? I mean, while you're thinking, watched, go ahead. While you're thinking about that, I watched a movie called Moonfall today. And sum it up best would be Armageddon Modern. Oh. So. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really solid. Not necessarily the greatest in terms of like acting or dialogue, just because some of the lines are kind of cheesy. They had, what was his name? Patrick Wilson, Michael Pena. Oh. I can't remember his first name, but the older Sutherland was in it. Donald. 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 Okay. And Halle Berry. Mm, okay. So, good cast. And they all played their parts fine. Mm-hmm. 
But the the cool and the thing that stuck out to me, I didn't know going in that this is what it was going to be, but it was on the whole lunar landing conspiracy. Oh. So it really played into that, and then the concept of, like, Dyson spheres and megastructures and the moon is hollow. And, uh, <laughs> they went made, all out. They went all out, and they did it really well. I thought they they really sold that, and visually it was high budget. Oh. All the effects were really good. That was, um, who directed that? I believe it's the same guy who directed Independence Day. Okay. I believe so. That makes sense then, because he's done that kind of thing before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the whole concept of the hollow moon and that it was like the seed of creation for our galaxy, and it was humans who made it. AI destroyed it. The our moon was the only one that actually made it out to seed other galaxies. Really cool concept. <sighs> Visually huh. solid. And overall, I would recommend it. Well, what I did not this think made? it was gonna this year. I, I, oh, this year. I was gonna say it okay. came out recently. It came yeah. out recently. Okay. I think it got onto HBO Max last month. Okay. I may have to check it out. I'll have to log into one of your I don't have HBO Max anymore, so I'll have to I think you do. Link. You still have it. I do have it. That's right. <laughs> oh, well, hello, HBO Max. Where did you come from? <laughs> you didn't cancel your DNA. Your <laughs> <laughs> it's a dinosaur. <laughs> oh, uh, that's funny. We are. I watched Scream. That's the other one oh, I watched. Okay. I watched the first Scream movie. Have you seen the Scream movies? No. It was many moons ago. I saw at least one of them. That first one is really, really good. Um, it's m- much less of just a slasher. Like it's not like your mm-hmm. your Halloweens and things. It is, but Wes Craven went out of his way to. It's a whodunit. You know, you're trying to figure out who the killer is the whole time. Yeah, and it's also very. It's it's good and evil, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Whereas your Halloween is just like, evil dies tonight, but evil doesn't die. <laughs> Such a bad line. You know, the, the the bad guy wins at the end of a slasher movie mm-hmm. every time. But this, it isn't the case. You know, the, the yeah. hero or the heroine in this case um, comes out on top. So it's not it's not a slasher movie in that respect. You should watch the first one. The first one's good. It's kind of like high tension murder mystery. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'll check it out. And they're all every one of them, and they're they're a play on horror movies. So they're like, mm-hmm. this is the part where the black guy dies, and this is the part where you know. So somebody in the movie is commentating on what happens in a horror movie, and that's what's happening in this horror movie. Yeah, self aware. It's kind of- it's really not even that it's self aware as much as like winking at the camera, but just you we all go into these movies knowing how this stuff works so yeah when the 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 woman is is on the phone and the killer's behind her you're sitting here going he's behind you turn around all you have to do is turn around so there's a guy in the movie who's like hey just turn around that's all you got to do is this is the scene where you turn around kind of stuff but and not in a funny way. Most of the time, it's like a serious way. It's a yeah. good. It's it's a good movie. It is. It's not a great movie, but it's a good one. 
Anything else? No, I don't think so. I can't think of anything else. The only other things I've been watching are the Colts games, and I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about Steelers either. Nope, Bears suck. <laughs> well, it's, we're all in depression. Nope. Football depression. I actually was watching up to like the second quarter of the Colts game, and I turned it off. I'm like, I'm not watching it. And then we watched Scream because I wasn't doing it. But anyways, I've got nothing else. I'm good. Go ahead. All right. Ready to take us home? If you like what you see, head over to YouTube. Please hit like and subscribe. Obviously, you're on YouTube already. Um, subscribe and subscribe like. And hit like. the hit the bell. Yeah. To to ring my bell. <laughs> uh, share us with your friends on Facebook or wherever social media you have. Um, you can check us out on Instagram. Um, I'm at Jay Good on Instagram. Jesse's running that popcorn and coffee. And <laughs> why would you do that? Oh, sorry. And Colin is on Instagram. Is and Colin is on Instagram at Colin BG. Uh, so yeah, um, hit us up on there. Follow us, like us, uh, message us. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Um, Please leave hate comments back those too. Please leave a couple of those. I would yeah. love some. Yeah, give us something to talk about. <laughs> yes. Feel free to say our takes are too spicy or too mild. Ooh, mild. Spicy. Yeah. All right. That's that's all. That's all, <laughs> that's all for today. Bye.